Hello and welcome to All Villa No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team, though of course even the greatest football teams lose football matches occasionally as we found out against Leicester yesterday, which we'll talk about in a moment. We'll also be picking a left midfield legend to slot into our all-time Aston Villa Perfect Eleven, And of course, there is our back in time quiz where the ultimate winner will get a free Nando's courtesy of the losers. So welcome to what is our eighth episode of All Villa No Filler. I'm your host, George Zielinski. I'm joined by two lifelong villains, including Roisin Mendonca. How are you doing, Roisin? Hello, George. You all right? Yeah, not bad. And uh, Frankie Maguire. Hello, Frankie. Hey, George. How are you doing? I'm all right, thanks. Frankie, let's start with you. How, how have you been this week? Well, I'm, I'm loving these early mornings. I'll tell you what, this is the earliest I've been awake in about 10 years, I think. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. Half, half, I think, half, past, yeah. half past nine. No, no, it's, it's earlier. It's earlier than that. It's, uh... Yeah, I mean, just, just, to, just to mention, we are recording this at half seven on Monday morning. Um, we were supposed to do this last night, but I have uh, childcare commitments, as mentioned on, on previous shows. Childcare commitments, who, mm. you know, who's, who's unpredictable, as many people with, with small babies and children will know. You know, there's no, there's no, probably no upset from wearing that Preston North End top. <laughs> George. Yes, though that that was something that I wanted to I wanted to talk about. There is this ongoing battle Confession for Alfie's team allegiance. Yeah, so basically, um, his granddad, Rosie's dad, is a massive Preston North End fan, and even before Alfie was born, he was like, so, oh, you know, when when he's born, we'll go up to Deepdale, won't we? We'll see the splash. We'll talk about Tom Finney. Oh oh and I was like, no, absolutely not. That's not going to happen. But then in the post, <laughs> in the post recently, a, a, a bib for Alfie came, which had like PNE written on it, <laughs> all this sort of branding. And I thought, and I showed my oh, parents. Right. And they were like, okay, okay. So, um, so, so it was raised then by my, uh, by my parents who sent Alfie a full Aston Villa kit um, <laughs> that he wore, he wore yesterday. And he loved it. He was smiling. Yeah. He was laughing. Of course, he did. So you know, I'm I'm confident that he will. You know, he will make the right choice. He, he, he you looked at him, and he immediately had grown the hair of Jack Grealish. You're just like, what? How, how did this happen? <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, I, I just, I looked at Preston. I just like glanced at Preston's recent history. I say recent, going back to the 1960s. They haven't been in the top flight since '61, <laughs> which was the year Tom Finney retired. And I know we complain about Villa sometimes, like, but God, I mean, I can't inflict that level of no. you know poor no. performances on him his entire life no chance um anyway Rasheen, how, how have you been you've been you've been okay yeah not bad um i was kind of happy to join the um frankie and i joined the, the villa and proud pre-match social yesterday so we interviewed for our, our new series the the all villain series um we interviewed sam from villa and proud um just about kind of work around lgbt inclusion and 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 that sort of thing and um, yeah, we joined the, the pre-match social yesterday, um, which was, you know, it's nice to make some more friends, as, as Frankie and I have discussed. Um, and yeah, I've just been thinking about this, this um, how we educate James. I, I think we're going to have to really, really go back to basics with him thinking about it. Yes. James is our very good friend who, um, who knows nothing about uh, nothing. football. He's a very en- enigmatic figure, definitely. Oh, yeah, and I think he's quite yeah. keen to learn these new things. So, well, why wouldn't yeah. you be? Yeah, I, exactly. I, I don't know if we might have to start with like basic maths. Like there are 11 people <laughs> on a field. 
but I don't know if like the concussion subs might confuse. I mean, it it could get quite complex, you know. But mm. I, I really, I'm thinking we're going to have to really, really kind of scale it back for him. I've got a Possibly. feeling. At the, I've got a feeling at the end of this is going to end up supporting Preston North End. <laughs> <laughs> him and Alfie, their two newest fans. Okay, then. So it finished. Uh, Aston Villa one, Le- Leicester Lecter City uh, two. Uh, <laughs> Roisin, what did you make uh, of yesterday's performance and, and result? Um, oh, let's just put the first half aside because it was terrible. Um, I like when that second goal went in. Actually, I thought this is going to be like seven nil. This is going to be Chelsea. You know, a Chelsea job. Um, but whatever Dean Smith said at halftime, it, it, it did work to a point. Um, we were tighter. I loved the Bertie goal. I thought just he just held it for it. Well, he didn't hold it. He just waited for a second. Bam! Around Casper Schmeichel. Um, I thought the defence was really, really good. Again, Tyrone Mings was fantastic captaining us, I thought. Um, he really, really has kind of upped his game in recent weeks. Um, and I... I mean, for me, Ramsey was really, really sharp as well. I know he, he only came on as a sub. Um, but, yeah, he, he also played around the box nicely in, in that way that we seem to favour at the moment, that kind of flirting around the box, but maybe a little bit sharper than than some of our own players. Like, I think McGinn, I, I, I just think there's problems. Maybe a bit sloppy, those shots kind of getting absolutely skied, Ross Barkley. I think in, in midfield, we've got a few problems at the moment. What do you boys think? Mm, I, I mean, I, I would say Leicester played in Europe midweek and we looked like a team that needed a break. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And maybe that comes down to selection and the fact that Smith is so committed to playing uh, you know, his first 11 every single match and, and, and rarely making changes. Um, you say McGinn was a bit sloppy. Barkley again, I'm yeah, sure Frankie will have something to say about Barkley. You know, he he he's for the past few games now he's been he's been quite sloppy. He's looked quite sluggish. He looks like he's not particularly interested. Um, and uh, and it's a massive shame from where he started uh, this season for us, where he was in blistering form, scoring goals, looking you know every inch the kind of like England international. Now you know I, I don't think he's got a sniff of making the Euros. I mean Southgate was at the Villa Park yesterday. And I'm sure he was probably much more impressed by what Leicester had to offer in terms of their England players like Harvey Barnes than he was for Barkley. And, um, you know, it was Barkley's chance to, to shine, really, with the Grealish uh, out injured. Um, it was his opportunity to kind of like, you know, take the ball by the horns and, and, and be that attacking threat. And he just, just wasn't. He just wasn't. Yeah, and in, and, and in, the, in the minutes that Matt Ramsey came on the pitch, he looked like the, the much more uh, exciting, dangerous player. Yeah, you're right with um, Grealish being out. He did need to, or somebody needed to kind of take control and, and take advantage of it. You're absolutely right there. Mm, Fra- Frankie, what did you think? Yeah, I thought when the second Leicester goal went in, I thought, oh God, like if, if it was last season, I think we would have probably lost five or six nil. So that does show the growth of our team that we're now mentally and physically a, a lot more capable of dealing with, you know, setbacks like that. And that we did come back well in the second half is a positive sign considering how bad we were in the first. I think uh, you both make, you know, good points. Um, I think with Barkley, I think we need to... I know a lot of people are very frustrated with Barkley, um, but at the same time, like, you know, when you're out for two months, as I think as he was, and then you come back to a training that's disrupted quite badly because of due to COVID, it's, it's really hard to get back into, back up to speed. And then... When you come back and you're not playing as well as you know you can, it can just affect your form a bit. And I think my 
theory about it is that Dean Smith might well be hoping he can play as well back into form. And, you know, he got that goal against Southampton. But I think at the moment, it's just not quite happening for him. And it will happen again at some point, but it's just not quite at this moment. And maybe it's, you know, it might be worth giving him a try, trying to become, being a bit of an impact sub next week, just a little bit of a rest, a different approach. Um, Because as you say, I thought Jacob Ramsey, when he came on yesterday, was excellent i mean he you know he just throws into sharper focus how good it was to get him on a longer contract recently um he just looks a real he looks like a footballer a proper footballer um and he, again i think sanson probably i'd be nice to see him start um so yeah i it, it probably is worth just having a little mix up next time out but um as well it's also worth remembering you know we did well to almost come back and draw it Without you know two of our really key players in obviously Jack Grealish and uh, and Matty Cash as well. Mm, I mean, it, it highlights our, our lack of lack in strength in depth uh, at the moment, which which we kind of talked about before. That if you take two key components, in fact, the, the most key component in Grealish, but also Cash as well out of the team, then the, the backup options um, you know just aren't at that level. I mean, with Grealish, you're probably never going to find someone who can play at that. That, that level who'll play for Aston Villa but um but yeah you, you, you just you looked at the bench and we had two young players which is always good and including Ramsey three um which is good to see obviously but then you know if you're going to compete against a team like Leicester who I think are probably at the next step up now you know obviously league winners yeah. and competing in Europe they've got some great players and they'll be challenging for top I mean I think I'll finish in the top four this season um you know um you're not going to you're just not going to compete against that level of opposition when you've got that kind of those options off the bench for us. So yeah, I mean we've come like I was looking on Twitter and loads of Villa fans were kind of really slating the team, and I just thought like <laughs> look look how far we've come. Yeah, we've got season. more points this season than we did the whole of last season. Right? Yeah, it's, it's, you know. it's time for some perspective. I think you know we we you know if we finish in the top ten, that is major improvement on yeah. us. And then we'll just build again in the summer and, and, and try and get that strength and depth and allow Smith the opportunity to kind of rotate aside if he feels we can. And then, you know, next year we'll push on again, I'm sure. But yeah, I think we just need to kind of yeah, have a bit of perspective. As we're probably where you expect would expect to be on a successful um, evolution from where we were. Um, you know, so building on to next season and winning the league next season, obviously. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I need to place that bet again next season. Yeah. Jump the gun a little bit. Well, you know, second. We can still get second. But. <laughs> All Villa, no filler. On Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. Now it's time for this. The Perfect Eleven. It's the Perfect Eleven, which I'm hosting this week. This is a feature where we build our best ever Aston Villa first eleven. We've already chosen the likes of Mark Bosnich and Paul McGrath. This week, we move on to left midfield. Roisin, who have you gone for? Okay, so I've mentioned before that I think in this Perfect Eleven, I think, well, in any team, you need those iconic moments. Um, And... Do you remember both of you when I spoke to my dad about about 1982 um, and us kind of winning the Champions, well, not the Champions League, the European Cup, um, and how iconic a moment that was? I just, I feel like we need more of that. Um, Now, for anybody that hasn't listened to that episode, um, both of my parents went to that match. um, 
and my dad kind of described that moment where um, where Villa scored. Gary Shaw passes the ball out to Tony Morley. Morley jinks down the wing, um, coming inside. Jinks one way, jinks another, beats two blokes, passes the ball. Peter Weird puts it in the back of the net, bobbled off his shin. I thought he'd missed it. Um, in it went, and we went crazy. The person I've chosen, Tony Morley, he's the architect of that moment. I think... Um, yeah, Peter Witt scored it. I think that that could have been Andy Gray before him. It could have been Dwight, Dean, Gabby. It could have, could be Ollie Watkins. Um, but I think there's only one man that, that could have orchestrated it. Um, and that's why we need we need Tony Morley in this team. Um, okay, I argued this with Tony Daly. Is that he, he's a real winger. Um, I'm going for another Tony on the left-hand side. Um, he can pick the ball up deep. He can play off those around him. Think about him with Stan. Think about him with the other Stan. Um, <laughs> it'd, just be, it'd just be lovely. Um, an amazing cross. Um, that, that led to that European Cup final goal. Um, but the season before, the the, the winning season, um, his, he, he can also fire it in from outside the box. He got goal of the season against Everton. Um, so that's what, what more do you want from your wingers? You want them mm. up and down. You want them crossing it in. You want them to be able to score the odd goal, of course. Um, and it wasn't just the odd goal. It was 25 goals. It was almost 140 appearances. Um, he was creative, like I say, nice link-ups. And, and he's the guy that I, you, you two are going to battle out this centre-forward. And I know you're both pumped for it. And he's the guy you want delivering the ball to your man. So you two mm-hmm. think about that. Um, for me, that left midfield spot is going to Tony Morley. Nice. A fast and furious player. Um, we'll post a link to that goal on, on social media. It's a, against Everton. It was, it really is exceptional. Well, George, you've got a, it's going to be tough. Can, can, mm. can you live up to Roisin? Yeah, I can, I can only try. Uh, listen, you, <laughs> you, you, you talk about, you talk about delivery, right? Roisin, you talk about a winger in, in his truest form. Uh, and the only player for me, uh, that fits into those, uh, those brackets is, uh, is Ashley Young. Um, he, he, <sighs> He was um, such a good player to watch. And again, I'm very wedded to this idea that um, it has to be, for me, for me, players that I've actually seen play physically in an Aston Villa shirt. And um, he, I think, was the best winger that I've seen play for us in the last sort of 30, 35 years. He was certainly the best signing that O'Neill made um, and, and my favourite player in that, in that exci- exciting team. It was such an exciting team to watch. They were so attacking and, and, and dynamic. Um, and I would say he, he was our best player up until Grealish, in, in my opinion, that, that played for us. He was one of those players that could really take, take you, uh, you, you off your seat. You know, whenever the ball was played out wide to him, you, you just never know what he was going to do because he, was, he would sort of jink one way and jink the other and, and he, could, he could play with both feet and he could just whip in these incredible balls. Um, I mean, he was just an incredible crosser of the ball. And when we had John Carew up front, he must have absolutely loved him because he would always end up on the end of these, you know, ridiculously good uh, balls. He was the last Villa player to feature in the Premier League team of the year. That was in 2008. Um, and he was the only one that wasn't at that time um, in a top four team, which was Man U, Liverpool, uh, Arsenal and Chelsea. Um, and I don't know if you remember, I mean, this is a hyperbole at its, you know, at its height, but O'Neill said he was on par with Messi and Ronaldo, <laughs> um, which, okay, I'm not going to buy, I'm not going to buy into, of course, but I mean, he, I, it just goes to show, like, no one really, at that time, people were like, okay, well, 
maybe like it was it was he was just so good um and I just remember that goal he scored against Everton that ridiculous oh, game where we won three two and it was like end to end I think for most parts Everton were dominating and then they they scored an injury time it was Lescott another bit of legend <laughs> um scored against us um and then I was like, oh, that was it. And I remember being at uni, watching it at home with a few mates. I'd just eaten some dinner. I'd put my, my spag bowl on the floor. I was just, I was just so <laughs> gutted. And then, and then, yeah, that ball was launched forward. Gabby, I think, won, won it, played it through to Young, and he scored that. It was an amazing finish. And I just, like, jumped up in the air, landed feet first in the spag bowl. You know? <laughs> Tomato sauce everywhere, you know. But it was, a bit, it was, it was, oh, it was an incredible moment. And... Um, the yeah, spag bowl. The, <laughs> the spag bowl was an incredible spag bowl. Um, you still ate it, didn't you? Yeah, of course, in celebration. Added taste. Exactly. It was like, wow, God, what what a day that was. Uh, I mean, inevitably, he moved to United, like all our best players did. That kind of well-trodden path. Um, but I think I think he was kind of underrated there. He was shifted to left back and left wing back. He put on a bit of muscle and kind of like molded his game. Um, I think he was World Cup left back for us when we reached the semis in 2018. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he played left back for England then. And he still plays for, for Inter at 35. You know, he's had yeah. a ridiculous career, really. And his middle name is Simon. So, um, <laughs> wow. you know. Somebody's <laughs> really gone through his Wikipedia. <laughs> I, I have rinsed his Wikipedia page. But, but do you but, know yeah. what? I don't think you can deny he's a great player. I just got, I, he's like a pantomime villain every time he comes to Villa Park. How Ooh. can you put, I he don't is, know. he's I the think... pantomime, oh, because you don't go to Villa Park. We have to look past the fact that players will ultimately leave Aston Villa. To, to I know yeah. they will, but this is a perfect team. This Ooh. is a perfect team. How can you put somebody who gets, you know, booed and I just I can't see it and I'm I, I'm not denying he is an amazing player um and you know I, I haven't seen Tony Morley either obviously but that there's more to this George Frankie just just think you've got Atkinson on the right you've got Young on the left that yeah. is power pace dynamism you know it's got it all <laughs> creativity. creativity and if he wins George will make you a spag bottle <laughs> I tell you what, the the bri- the offer of a bribe of a spag bowl is is convincing, and the fact his middle name is Simon, <laughs> his middle name being Simon has nearly nearly clinched it. Uh, I must say the two very very good arguments and uh, an unusually difficult position to pick. Actually, these are two world class successful players. Ashley Young, as you say, George, I think almost underrated how great a career he's had. I th- I think I'm going to have to go with. Roisin Mendonca, yes. Tony Morley. Um, yes, I'm back uh, to where I should be. The I li- perfect eleven. I like to have our mix of uh, of of you know historic players as well. And though we didn't see them play, the fact his name is up there on a banner at Villa Park, the fact he's so associated with one of our all-time great moments, and uh, well, maybe our greatest ever moment, and. Uh, the fact that you know he was such an integral part of a team that won the league as well. Um, I have seen him described as a genius. So I can't remember where I saw that quote. Um, I also remember Martin O'Neill going up to Ashley Young after going, Ashley, you're a genius. You're a genius. That was the Everton game. This is, <laughs> yeah. when, I was cleaning up, this is when I was cleaning up the spag ball. I remember, I remember <laughs> listening into that as well. Yeah. I, I think that was that. I think that Everton goal as well was, oh, it's, it's in my top three Villa moments personally. I, I just remember going insane and I. I didn't have a spaghetti bolognese around to land in. I think it might have been a linguine or something. But, um, <laughs> but, 
but yeah, no, Roshin, um, George, you've both put in really good arguments this week, and it's a difficult choice. But I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go historic legend this week. Uh, you've, you've won it, Roshin. It's gonna be Tony Morley. You're listening to All Villa, No Filler, a podcast about the greatest football team on earth. We'd love to hear your views on the perfect 11 and whether it's Tony Morley or Ashley Young on the left for you, just get in touch on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. Okay, let's look ahead to Villa's next game now, which is next week on Saturday. Uh, It's against Leeds United, uh, Bielsa's myth. Um, uh, Frankie, there's 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 no um, there's no uh, Grealish. Uh, obviously, the BBC have been reporting that he's out for a month, which is a real blow. So, how do you think that game is going to go? Yeah, um, yeah, very mixed reports on Jack Grealish's injury at the moment. It's quite hard to know exactly what the deal is. Whether it, Dean Smith, I think, says it's not his his shin, um, so just a leg injury of some description, perhaps. Hopefully Grealish is back soon, um, but you know we're just going to have to continue on without him. Um, Leeds, they're not in great form, so they lost to Wolves the other day. Um, they've lost a few others recently, so you know it, we do need revenge against them. It's a bit of a grudge match that's happened recently. Um, we just need to show some mental fortitude from yesterday. I think, as we mentioned earlier, is it time to maybe see the team mixed up slightly? Is it time maybe Ramsey and Sanson get a start? Uh, it is marvellous. Come back in. Um, we're just going to have to cope, cope with what we know Leeds are going to be. They're going to be furious pace all over you. Soak it up. Soak it up and um, hit them. Um, I, th- I think we can win it. I think I, I, I don't see why we can't, but it's going to be, yeah, as always, it'll be a tough game. It's a battle of kind of two relatively inconsistent teams. I know, I know mm. we're kind of at different ends of the t- table, but you know, these aren't too far behind us, really. But yeah, it's, it'll be an interesting one. I mean, obviously, they, they really outplayed us at Villa Park. It was a really disappointing game that mm. we lost um, to Leeds. I think it'll be a different game. You know, Grealish, as we said, is a, is a massive miss. I would also like to see Ramsey and Sanson appear, either from the start or to be given a bit more time off the bench than, um, than they currently have been, rather than the last sort of 10, 15 minutes. Um, maybe Trez and Elmo uh, on that right-hand side because I think, you know, they performed, historically, they performed really well together like last season. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. It, we seem to be, we seem to do much better when the games were coming literally every other day. Um, whereas we have we got two in quick succession now, haven't we? I think, yeah, after Leeds, we, we might do, Sheffield perhaps. United, is it? perhaps but but yeah it's just every time we have a week between games at the moment we just look more tired I don't know I have no idea why but um yeah Rashid did you how do you think how do you see the, the game going into Leeds yeah I think I think we look we've kind of discussed this idea and then got back to the no no indeed we trust I think it's probably you know quite clear now we do need something kind of to, to change we do need something fresh um maybe like you say um these subs coming on earlier or starting um and we've got like we say we've got players like Nakambra who've come in and who've, who've been who've been marvellous um <laughs> so I just I, yeah I think we can win it um but you know they've got you've got Patrick Bamford you've got, you've got the ability to score goals so we have to kind of take that too and, and I think something I don't know what because I'm not a football manager but like you say um Nakamba, Sanson and Ramsey seem like good options to me um, to, to mix it up and to make sure that I think we have two games in quick succession um, to make sure that we kind of 
well, medium term planning for them as well. Um, but yeah, I think I think we can win it. Okay, this is where things get competitive. It's the back in time quiz where, as the t- well, the title doesn't just imply, the title says, um, we take a journey back in time to see how much Frankie and George really know about the villa. Um, now, as ever, we are playing for the Townsend Trophy, named after Aston Villa legend Andy Townsend. Um, whoever wins the quiz takes hold of the trophy, and by the end of the season, whoever has won the title the most wins a free Nando's and of Damn course right. Bozza is telling us today when Nando's will be opening up isn't he Frankie so you must be getting excited counting <laughs> down the seconds um, and the catch is that the losers by losers me um, have to buy it for the winners right um, so <laughs> look <laughs> my dad was chuffed this week because <clears throat> he got to Villa Park uh, for the first time in in decades, uh, he got there to have his vaccination, not to watch a match, um, but to have his vaccination. So I was inspired by the wonder that is Villa Park. And today's quiz is about the hallow turf. Oh, so, mm-hmm. uh, Fenton. Yeah, it's going to be my buzzer. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and George, what are you going? Uh, you know what? Because it, because it's for Nando's, I'm going to pick. Uh, Nelson after Fernando Nelson. Nelson is my Okay, so Nelson and Fenton. Got it. Right. Okay, so it's 1897. Uh, Victoria's been on the throne for 60 years. It's her diamond jubilee. The country, despite having a lack of education, no suffrage, um, the country is in celebration. Um, But the rents at Wellington Road, where Villa play, are sky high. So they're going to move into the sports grounds of Aston Hall on a 21-year lease. Um, who do they play first? Oh, oh wow. Um, Nelson. Go on, I'm gonna, George. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's someone relatively local uh, who's an old team. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Derby, Derby County. It wasn't Derby County. No, Fenton. it wasn't. Fenton, go on. I'm tempted by a team we mentioned already in Preston North End, but I'm going to go George's local route and say West Bromwich Albion. It was, and you were close with Preston North End. It was Blackburn Rovers. Yes, it was a friendly, and we won 3-0 on the 17th of April, 1897. Oh, wow. Flying start at Villa Park. I never knew Um, that. Okay, well, there you go. You learn something new every day. Yeah, I'm surprised you don't remember that game, Frankie. You you were there, weren't you? (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, I was in in the uh, prime of my youth. Fighting for free education for all. Yeah, I was. (laughs) (laughs) Women's suffrage. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, right, we're moving on to 1924. Some women have got the vote. Happy days. The war is over. The crash hasn't come. Um, and the Duke of York, the future king, King George, um, he visits a newly renovated Villa Park. And do you know what he said? He said that he had no idea that a ground so finely equipped in every way existed. <laughs> um, with its stained glass, its mosaics, its sweeping staircase. I want to know what stand the Duke of York visited. Nelson. Go on, Nelson. Go sure. on, George, sorry. It's got to, it's got to be the whole end. 
with its stained glass, its mosaics, and its huge staircase. Uh, George, it's not the whole thing, Frankie. I do remember the old Trinity Road having some very lovely stained glass it windows. Still has them, Frankie. It yep. is a Trinity Road yes. stand. Well no. done, uh, one nil. A Tony Morley, he jinxed left to jinx right ball into <laughs> Maguire. One nil. Right, we're moving forward to 1966. It's an exciting year. British Rail begins the full electric services on the West Coast Main Line. Right. Uh, the Beatles are loving life in their yeah. yellow submarine. And Villa Park is chosen to host how many matches in the World Cup? Oh, Nelson? Go on, George. I'm going to say an optimistic three. Yes, George, he's pulled one oh, back in his three no. matches. Yes. Well oh, no. done. Well oh, yes. done. Here we go. He's was back that in a it. Guess? Was that an educated it guess? No, it, it, was, it was an educated guess. I thought maybe with like a group stages, like there's like three matches okay. in the group stages. But I didn't know whether they had those back, back then in the 60s, whether it's changed oh. formats instead. But yeah. Great Ooh. year. Three matches at Villa Park and we all know what happened. A wonderful year in British history. Um, and speaking of another wonderful year, um, for question number four, we're moving on to, to 1988, which, as George oh. and I know, is an excellent year. Oh, yeah. no. No. <laughs> After Frankie's hundredth birthday, um, right? Um, so, uh, Barossa at number one in in June nineteen eighty eight. Yes. What a um, band! Luke Carpenter's just arrived on Ramsey Street. He's just come to Erinsborough, and the sounds of which rock and roll star could be heard blasting from Villa Park across Nelson. Birmingham? Nelson, I'm going to go in there early. Is Do you want to know it? what tour it was? Do you want to I, know I, I don't, the tour? I don't need to know. I don't need... Frankie oh, can have okay. tour when, when okay, I get this right. wrong. You think you know? Um, I'm, I'm just, I've got this... <laughs> Tunnel of Love tour. Tunnel of Love tour. Okay, I'm going to say it's Bruce Springsteen. It was Bruce Springsteen! Yes. He didn't need the album <laughs> name! Didn't need it. Yes! Didn't need it. Oh, two, Robbery. one! You could end up in a tie-break situation here. Oh, right, okay. Well, okay, this, this one might be a bit easier for you both. Because we're moving on to the 2019-2020 season. Ooh. Villa starts its 145th year in existence. Um, 2020, George, it was the year Kelly Clarkson made her comeback. Yes, <laughs> of course. Nelson, it was, it was the year Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there is a pandemic sweeping across the world. And Villa Park hosts its last match with fans inside the stadium. But who Fentered. did we play? Tottenham, oh. Tottenham Hotspur, wasn't it? It was Worst game. Awful game. I could remember Leicester, but I couldn't, because that was away, wasn't it? That was that was the last Yes, day, it? yes, it was Spurs. So for the first game. time, we find ourselves in a tie-break situation. We are going to stick with that game on the 16th of February 2020. Historic game, the last time the fans got into Villa Park. It's a sudden death situation. In order, I need the goal scorers, please. Benton. Oh, okay. You just, it, you know, it's in sudden death. It just goes from one to the other. Oh my God. Oh no. Uh, Why did you buzz it? I, I, I thought I knew. It was, uh, oh no. Ah. I mean, I know, I think I know this. So Frankie's going to, you know, fumble around and, and time waste filibuster this quiz. Uh, is it, clue it was an own goal. It was an own goal. It was Alderweireld. It was, oh, yes. okay, right, an own goal, so 1-0 to the Villa. The second goal, George, who was it? See, I'm thinking, didn't he make amends? And it was Alderweireld at the right <laughs> end. 
Well, know this. He was the most useless knowledge about Villa goals. He did. One all at 27 minutes. Okay. The third goal, Frankie. Son, Before half-time. Son missed a penalty and then he made amends by scoring the follow-up and Pepe Reina was very angry about it. It was at 45 lost two. Okay. So we go in at half-time. 2-1 Spurs. We come back out. George. Fourth goal. Wasn't it? Wasn't it Bjorn Engels? Frankie, the fifth goal, who was it? It was one of the worst and lowest moments of my entire <laughs> life oh, last tell season. Me gonna know again. Bjorn Engels went for the ball, he missed it. Son Hyun Ming in the last <laughs> minute places it past Pereira. Ter- <laughs> what a way that's the last <laughs> moment of Villapart. Yeah. Get yourself another question, Roisin. Oh, we're just going to go for the extra, extra we're just gonna have to go for the assists. We're just going to have to go for the assists. Oh, God. We're going to have to go for the assists. Okay, we haven't got an assist for the own goal. Um, so, back to 27 minutes. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about Ida Verrill's legitimate goal. Yes, yes. Who got the assist? Oh, yes. my goodness me. Okay, so who was take, basically, who was taking the corner? Um, I, I'm guessing it was... Uh, oh, was it Son? It wasn't Son, it was Dia Frankie. You won the back in time, Chris. I've got a hundred percent. In the most bizarre fashion. <laughs> I do not know how you boys know this, but well done, Frankie. Oh. You are today's champion. Oh. You get the Townsend Trophy. Well done. I feel like I'm burgled. I was robbed. I was robbed. Um, and I'm sorry to have to make a speedy exit, but I have to go and teach children um, online in a bizarrely boring day talking to a screen <laughs> so well done frankie and up the villa up the villa see you later so thank you everybody for listening i've been your host george Alinsky. see you next week frankie up the villa see you next week george and it's goodbye from me as i say we'll be back next week to talk over the leeds united game but until then as always come on you villa boys from aston